What's up, everyone? I hope you're doing well. I'm Justin Short, your host for today. I'm excited to be with you as always. This is one of those episodes I do a couple times a year that's not really focused on dentistry per se. It's focused more on wealth building. And really, I think it's something we could do even more frequently because it's just that darn important. This episode is going to kind of piggyback off episode number 118 that I did in the spring. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would suggest it. I think you need to if you're really interested in this topic. In that episode, I talked about assets versus liabilities and also lay out the way in which I've helped clients in the past with turnkey rentals. And after that episode, I've since worked with many other listeners to start building their portfolios as well, which for me is a lot of fun. Anyways, let's kind of dive in. We start off TLP Academy with the analogy of playing Monopoly. What do you get in Monopoly when you pass go? You get $200. What does that represent in the game? It's your salary. Does anyone win the game of Monopoly by just collecting the $200 and sitting on it, collecting it? No. You're going to lose all your money when you land on spaces and you have to pay the owners of those assets. And rich people know that. Average mom and pops, and I'd even say the majority of dentists don't know that or don't act on it. And they want to save. They want to put their money in a mutual fund or a stock or hand it over to someone else who, at least when it comes to most dentists, make less money than them. Someone that is less financially well off than them to manage their money and help make them rich. And I'm here to tell you, because I love you, that it often doesn't work well that way. I'm all for having a safety net or safety storage so you can weather a little storm if you ever need to. But beyond that, that money you're saving or putting in the market probably isn't doing you too many favors. We're taught to think, what about cash? That cash is what? King, right? And that's just not true. Had I saved all my money that I've invested in real estate over the years and just let it kind of pile up, I'd probably have a couple million dollars saved up right now at the age of 43 had I kept practicing. So in 18 years, if I have saved up $2 million liquid cash just sitting there in my bank account, which let's be real, I know we like to think it's or we're different, but saving up $2 million in your bank account by 43 is probably better than 98% of dentists. If I went around to 143-year-old dentists and said, hey, man, you got $2 million liquid right now, I bet you at least 98, if not more, would say, no, man, I ain't got that. And also sorry to tell you, but that $2 million sitting there is probably losing about 8% a year right now in buying power. But really, what's that $2 million going to do for me? You know, if I saved all that money and said, I'm going to pack it up and live off this money and work so hard to save, how long am I going to be able to live and be free? You know, if I live, let's say, off $200,000 a year, which is lower than our run rate right now, you know, when you add in trips and travel and stuff like that, I've got, what, 10 years? Then I'm 53. Then what? I've got another 50 years, half my life, to figure out, and I'm at zero. And that's scary to think about, for me at least. 
But if I can use that two million along the way, and the earlier you start, the much better off you're going to be to create cash flow. And I can create, let's say, eighteen to twenty thousand a month over that same fifteen year period. Well, now I'm free forever. That money never runs out. And there's a good chance I'm going to going to get raises every year because rents are going to go up as leases renew. Most of my tenants would rather pay 30 or 50 bucks more a month in rent than have to pick up and move again. Moving's a pain. And why it's important to start early, because when I first started out, I wasn't making the money in returns I am now. I may have started off with $100 a month, $200 of cash flow a month per property that I was paying 80 grand for 5, 10, 15 years ago. But now what? That 80 grand property is now worth 150,000. And my rent has gone up several hundred dollars over that time frame so that my cash flow that once was 100 to 200 dollars per month 10 years ago it's now $400 plus per month per property. And that's probably going to be six dollars or $700 per property in another five to 10 years. But you have to start and get your mindset right now. Change what you're aiming for. Most of us don't really want that $10,000 watch, that new boat, the bigger house. We want to be free, right, at the end of the day, to not have to worry about money. And once you don't have to worry about money, then go buy that stuff if you still want it. No big deal then. And I know I'm biased, but I'm not sorry for being biased because my biases are not theoretical. Myself, nor Derek or Steve, don't get on here and spout off ideas to you that we haven't lived or done ourselves. Most everything we talk about on this podcast is real life from experience. And I'm biased on real estate. Because I've seen it work firsthand. Since I released that episode number 118 that I referred to between my own clients and that episode where I open things up to listeners of this podcast, I've worked with docs to buy over 90 properties since the spring, since it came out. Over 110 properties in the last 12 months. Some docs have jumped in and bought 10 or more. No difference between you and them. They just heard it and jumped in and took action. And I couldn't care less where you invest, whether it's with me, by yourself, where you live, or with anyone else. That's not my point. My point is you need to be intentional and proactive. Warren Buffett himself, who's one of the best financial minds of the past century, said that diversification is a hedge against ignorance. Basically, that ignorant people diversify. I did donate to my 401k during most of my practicing years. Looking back, I did it because I was ignorant. I made the best decision I knew to make at the time, but it was still ignorant. Just look at it this year. My balance is down probably 20% this year alone and probably total equal at best to all I put in my 401k when I was practicing. All my real estate is up this year. All my rents I get every single month are up this year. My 401k has never once deposited money in my account monthly or any other time. 
And the best part is I get to pay someone else to manage that 401k, even though they've lost me money this year. How messed up is that? Who came up with the idea to pay someone else to manage your money and you get to pay them regardless of what happens to the value of the money you invested with them? It's crazy. GE, considered by many to be one of the most stable and safe stocks of all time, is down 43% in the past five years. Google, one of the darling Fang stocks, is 39% off its high. None, zero, of my real estate is down from five years ago or 10 years ago. Some properties have doubled since then. And by the way, in the meantime, they've also been sending me a check every month, unlike any stock, mutual fund, or ETF I own, which admittedly isn't much compared to my overall net worth. Yes, some stocks may give you a dividend, but that's usually paid quarterly. My rental homes don't pay me quarterly. They pay me monthly. You don't get wealthy by working a job and saving money and letting it sit around. I don't want money sitting around idle. If you're like me, if it sits around long enough, it disappears. Somehow, some way, it will get away from me if I don't put it to use. Here's how I looked at it at my office. The office was my job. My practice was my job. It was a means to an end, the end being freedom. I wanted my practice to be as efficient and profitable as possible so I could then take the extra money above what we needed to live on and turn it into passive income. So I want this extra cash that would hit my account from the practice and I'm going to move it into another account that I didn't use except for investments. Otherwise, like I said, somehow, some way that money's gone, just disappears. I don't know where it goes. I'm going to spend it on something. Then I wanted to use the investment account money to go buy income producing properties that gave me money each and every month. If I just left it sit there, it wouldn't have done anything but lost value. Once you have enough money coming in each month from these investments to pay for your life, guess what? You're free. You need to create money from your job, which I assume is dentistry, if you're listening to this, to support your life and then enough money left over to invest. If you're just paying your bills, you're not getting ahead. But once your passive income meets or exceeds the life portion of that equation, you're free. Right now, you need two financial vehicles. One is your job, like I said, that pays your bills and gives you money to invest. The second is whatever's going to get you to financial freedom, whatever's going to create that actual wealth for you that monthly drip of income. I kind of look at it like a crock pot. You have to start somewhere, right? You have to get that money cooking and let that slow, steady heat work for you. I bought the majority of my real estate in the past 10 years. I wasn't rich or financially free right away. Just like that roast isn't ready in an hour or two hours. But if you never put it in, if I leave it in the freezer, like you leave your money in the bank, if it even makes it in there, no magic happens. It never becomes tender and delicious. If I don't ever get that roast in the crock pot, or the longer it takes me to get it in there, the longer 
I and my family have to wait to enjoy it. Just like my money. The longer I sit on it, the longer I have to wait until it becomes something worthwhile that I can then enjoy. Like I said earlier, dentistry, besides dentistry, real estate is a very, very close second behind the topics of the emails that I get. I've got some money or I'm going to save some money. When should I invest? Is now the right time? Interest rates are high. So what? At least with the docs I work with, we buy value in relation to wherever the market is right now. I can't predict where the market's going to be six months from now, a year from now, etc. But I will be amazed if in two to five years from now, we're going to be able to purchase the properties for what we are purchasing them today. Yes, interest rates are high compared to what they've been for the past 10 years. But in relation to what they've been for the past 50 years, they're not that high. We've just been spoiled for a while now. So what do you do? Sit on the sideline, leave your money in the freezer, waiting for years for interest rates to drop 1% to 2%? No. You start the process now. And if rates drop in 6, 12, 18, 24 months from now, you refinance. A gift that the banking system actually gives us. Hey, we'll lock you in at this rate now so it can't go up for the next 3, 5, 20, 30 years. But if it goes down, we'll let you move your money to a lower rate. The way I look at it is what are your other options? Put it in stocks that you have zero control over. If your Apple stock drops 50%, can you go to Apple and say, let me help you design a new product to help get the stock price back up? With real estate, I've never had a drop like that. I've had stocks drop like that. If I have some money and I want to increase the value of a property I own, I can go do improvements to that property, and now it's worth more. Can you do that with your Tesla stock? You could go start another business, but now you're taking on two jobs. It's not passive. You're not free. I'm not going to buy mutual funds. You know why? Those don't send me a monthly check, and I have zero control over them. Neither are situations that I want. Here's another interesting point. Besides celebrities, which I didn't have many of, and they're local celebrities mostly, and professional sports players, my patients that I had in banking were my wealthiest patients. If you go to the bank and ask for a loan, are they going to give you a loan to go buy $200,000 worth of Bitcoin? No. Are they going to give you $100,000 to go buy Apple stock? No. Why is that? Because they're not stupid. Their business is making money, not losing it. What does that tell you? I'm going to run you through a deal I'm actually in the middle of right now. Most of what I've been talking about up until this point has been in reference to residential rental properties. So this one's a little bit different, but it's fresh. I close on it in a few weeks, and it illustrates how to make money work for you. So I bought a piece of ground in November of 2020, so about two years ago. It's a little 60-acre farm down the road from my bigger main farm. I paid $3,100 an acre for that farm, $180,000. I put about $50,000 down that was just sitting in my bank, doing nothing but losing value. But it felt good having it in there, not going to lie. Our payments on this 60-acre farm are like 
I don't know, eleven, twelve hundred dollars a month. It costs us like fifteen thousand dollars a year to own after taxes and stuff. I didn't really plan on selling this farm. I didn't buy it to flip it, but land has gone up a lot in the past couple of years where I'm at. So I recently listed it for $6,200 an acre, exactly double what I paid for it. Figuring if it sells, it sells. And if not, whatever, I don't really care. So a few days ago, I got a contract on it. We agreed on the price of $6,123 per acre. I didn't negotiate much because like I said, I didn't really care if I sold it. So I was in a good position. So we agreed on a price of 364400 I still owe about $125,000 on that farm. So after I pay 5% in commissions, I will walk away with roughly $220,000, of which $166,000 of that is profit. Decent deal for two years, right? But my plan is to 1031 that money, that $220,000, into a rental property that makes me roughly $2,000 a month. So I paid no taxes on my gains of $166,000. And instead of spending $15,000 a year to own that farm, now we'll make $24,000 a year, creating a $39,000 a year delta in annual income. Hopefully that makes sense. Yes, I will only be making $24,000 a year from this rental property that I'm going to buy. Haven't even found it yet. I just know it's out there. But I also got rid of $15,000 in debt per year. So the spread is $39,000. That $50,000 that I invested originally in that farm has now going to turn into $24,000 a year for as long as I own that property. I didn't know at that time that I purchased that land that it was going to double. I figured it would go up and I'd rather have that $50,000 invested in something besides sitting in my bank or a mutual fund or stocks. But I didn't know. You know, I had to make my best judgment based on the knowledge I had. But it's time for you to come up with your plan. How much do you need to become financially free? Work backwards if you need to. Like any investment, you know if you need 20, 30, 50 properties to hit your goals, I wouldn't suggest buying them all in the next month, even if you had all the money to do it. No one knows for sure what the market is going to do. But I'm not going to sit idle on the sidelines waiting for a 50 or 20 or 30% pullback or for rates to go back down to 3%, because I doubt either of those happen, at least for a very long time. And I don't think overall property values are ever going to do that. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I'm not banking on that. If you've listened to episode 118, you know what I'm referring to when I've mentioned helping docs get started and have helped them purchase over 100 properties in the past 12 months, mostly turnkey rentals. Those docs use the same property manager I do. They use the same banker I use. They use the same title company I use. They use the same insurance person I use. It's pretty much all ready to go, turnkey, paint by number. They get the same rates and prices I do. None of those folks I just mentioned are giving me money, so I send people to them. They just do a good job. And it took me a long time to find and get this team that I have now in place. So if you're interested 
in getting started with something like that, I'm happy to help. It's separate from dental coaching. It's just something I like to do. I'm looking for properties every day anyway. I always watch the markets I invest in, and I can't buy them all. Average deal we're finding right now is about $100,000 to $160,000 purchase price. Most docs are putting 20% down, and the properties rent for 1% give or take of the purchase price. Meaning, if the property sells for $100,000, we're expecting to get at least $1,000 in rent per month. So if you're interested in something like that, we've made it pretty simple. Email me at justin at thelifestylepractice.com. And I'd also suggest listening to episode 118 as well. But I'll tell you, the first property that you buy is by far the hardest to do. But I'd say after the 100 deals with docs that we've done just like you, we've got it pretty streamlined. And we're but you know, we're always trying to improve it. If you'd like to discuss getting your practice more profitable, so you have the income to start investing, and that's what we do, you can reach out to us at Derek, Steve, or Justin at thelifestylepractice.com. And until next time, peace.